Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I'm thankful tonight to stand in this house and say that we have a hope that maketh not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of his goodness. I'm not ashamed of his power and his anointing. I'm not ashamed or fearful of the future, but I'm trusting in God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Love him together. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand together. It's good to see everybody in the house of God here tonight. Find somebody, meet and greet them and smile at them and tell them, my, it's good to see you tonight in the house of the Lord on a Tuesday on the Rock service.
want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for those that showed up last night for prayer. We had a powerful prayer service, and it was so very, very beneficial. This next Monday night, we will be having, I think, uh, brownies and ice cream after Monday night prayer. So, amen. Come pray a little bit and then have a little dessert. And you will be blessed. Amen. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I am blessed. I am blessed. Praise God. Praise God. What do you say? We take a few moments and look at one of the most famous passages of Scripture that can be found. Amen. I'm not going to say it's a familiar because that, that familiarity breeds contempt. And this is certainly not something that is familiar, but it is something that is powerful. Praise God. So somebody going to help me for a few moments here tonight as we read one of the most powerful scriptures in the entire Bible. Praise God. Now, you, can, you, could, uh, you could find some. You could have different opinions. That's probably somewhat subjective, but truly, I believe this is the case. Chapter 9, verse number 6 of Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Let's read that again together. Verse number six, let's read it together. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I want to preach just for a few moments here tonight on the government. Knew I was... When you can get Brother Danny McAllister to laugh, you know it's good. And he was over there laughing. Praise God. That had quite the, uh, that the response was not the best. But we're not going to talk about that government. We're going to talk about a greater government. How about that? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Savior, we thank you and praise you. We ask that you would direct us here in the house of God tonight. We thank you for your word. We stand assured in it and know that it brings encouragement and strength and it preaches itself. There is power within itself. And we pray tonight there is a power that flows from it to us and beyond this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The government shall be upon his shoulder. This is a moment in time in which the world celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ, though we do not know when his actual birth date was. It probably was not at this time of the year. It probably happened sometime in the spring, according to some theologians. But the world celebrates this particular day, and they call it Christmas. Some don't celebrate the day, and they don't have any allusions to celebrating anything that is religious about it at all. But for those of us that are somewhat neutral in this entire picture, we recognize that it is a holiday. You're not going to get away from a holiday, and you're not going to get away from the name of it. But you have the ability to focus on something that is within it that is very, very powerful, and that is a child is born, and unto 
us a son is given. So this is a prophetic word from the prophet Isaiah. At this point, he does not know. He has not seen, but he is foretelling. He is looking forward, and he is seeing a day in which Israel will be released from their troubles and turmoils and difficulties as a nation. There are oppressors that are against them, allied against them, difficulties, leadership. There have been difficulties in Israel's government and structure and ability and ambassadors and judges and kings and rulers and priests and their history has been littered with a lot of successes but also a lot of failures and there's a lot of upheaval and at some point the prophet Isaiah along with a lot of the constituents of Israel finally recognized and understood that if it is a human leader that is going to lead us and direct us humanity is fallible which means there's going to be mistakes and failures and so they were looking for a day projecting out there that there would be a son that was given a son that was born a child that would come into the world that would not be human frailty but would be one called the Messiah that would rise up with power and strength and authority and have the ability to really lead and direct and guide and so prophet Isaiah said there's coming a day in which there's going to be a true leader that's going to be a true Messiah that is going to lead us and direct us and be a true leader he was looking for the day although he did not see it thank God today we recognize on the other side of that prophetic utterance that there was truly a son that was born a child that was born a son that was given and his name is Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us who are we talking about we're talking about the king of kings and lord of lords who are we talking about we're talking about a true leader that can control that is sovereign who are we talking about his name is Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. Praise God. The prophet recognized and saw this, and so he prophesied this. And then he said, the government shall be upon his shoulder. I've already mentioned some of the attributes of what a governorship is. It is a structure. It is, a, it is an authority. And in this passage of Scripture, we know that this Hebrew uh, word was translated by the King James translators, and they translated this as government. And so when we say government, we automatically go to a negative criticism because, because it is tainted with the present context and situation and, and, and throughout history. Anytime someone says government, it's not always loaded with positivity. It's always loaded with a lot of other stuff, deception, things people say that don't follow through. And we could go on and on and on here. So government that he uses in this passage of scripture, the way that they translated that simply means the authority and the rule, not necessarily that the branches of government, not necessarily the people in government. But in this case, prophet Isaiah is saying this child that is going to be born and this son that is going to come forth, he is going to be able to bear the weight of the government on his shoulder. And so because he's talking to the Israel people, and he's speaking prophetically to them. He's talking about that covenant system. He's talking about those promises. They're all, they all understand that. It's all interconnected, the context of who he's talking about. And so when you take that into consideration from the beginning, he's talking about God creating things, speaking things into existence. He's talking about the beginning of things, the origin of things. He's talking about the creation of not only the creation, but also the people in the creation. He's talking about
about humanity. He's talking about the rise and fall of humanity, the choice that they had to make, that structure, that rule, that sovereign rule, that government. He's talking even beyond that. He's talking about people that are called by the name. And when everybody is turned aside and going their different ways, there is a man by the name of Noah that finds grace and favor in the eyes of the Lord, and God directs them. We're talking about that government. We're talking about a promise that is made to Abraham that he leaves the Ur of the Chaldees, and he says, I'm going to follow a promise of God who said, my descendants will be blessed. You follow that through Abraham into his sons and into Egypt and into coming out of Egypt and, and then the covenant that was given and stepping into the promised land. There's a lot that goes there. There is a heavy weight that goes there. But Isaiah said underneath all of that weight and underneath all of that substance, there is going to be a child born and a son that is given that can bear up under the weight of all of those difficulties, the rise and the fall, the difficulties of humanity where they were successful and where they failed. There is coming one that can bear up under the weight of that government. We have seen that some leaders can't, even some of our most respected leaders, our wisest Solomon couldn't do it. David couldn't do it. And so we put a lot of attention into people and leaders and figures, but they've never been able to carry the full weight of the rule and dominion and authority of heaven as it touches earth. But Isaiah said, there's one coming. And when he comes, he's going to be able to bear the government upon his shoulder. Praise God. I'm preaching to somebody here tonight in this place. There is one that has power. He has authority. He has rule. He's a sovereign God. He can carry every weight, every difficulty. Kingdoms may rise and kingdoms may fall, but there is a supreme ruler and a sovereign God that is able to control the government. It's on his shoulder. Praise God. I said it's on his shoulder he can carry it. Praise God. He can carry it with power and he can carry it with authority and he can carry it with ability and he can carry it with strength. You're not serving a finite Savior. You're serving an infinite Savior. You're not serving a lesser God. You're serving a greater God. You may be here tonight and you may feel like, I can't carry this weight. I know one that can carry the government on his shoulder. You may say, my addictions, I can't bear up underneath this weight. There is one that can carry the government on his shoulder. Praise God. He has the rule. He has the authority. He has the dominion. And he can carry it. And the prophet Isaiah said, there's coming a day. And he is going to be able to carry the government upon his shoulder and his name. Now, Isaiah didn't know what the name was. See, speaking right here, Isaiah has only known Jehovah. He's only known the Lord of hosts. He's only known what people have described as Jehovah being Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton, because they were so, so careful about pronouncing the name of the Lord that they completely lost its pronunciation. And there's no vowels, so you don't even know how to pronounce it. So when you see it in the scripture, it's pronounced as the Lord, but it's the eternal spirit. It's the God that cannot be seen. It's the God that Israel is following. And at this point, Isaiah only knows that eternal spirit. He, he only knows Jehovah in this perspective. But he is saying here, there's coming a day when a son is going, prophetically he was saying, somehow this is going to manifest itself from an eternal spirit into a person. And when that person comes, he's going to have all power in his hand. Praise God. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. I'm not confused 
issues here in the house of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to follow something that says something to the effect of if you, you, you can't understand it and you won't understand it and you'll be lost if you don't understand it and everybody's confused. Ladies and gentlemen, let me proudly pronounce to you that Jesus Christ is God manifested in the flesh. And Isaiah was prophesying about one coming. He was saying Jehovah, the eternal spirit, but he was saying there's a son that's coming. And when the son comes, his name is going to be Jesus. And he's going to save his people from their sin. I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm excited about that. Praise God. You ought to clap your hands unto the Lord and worship him because he's a good God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I had to try that. I think that was Jacob Phillips. I had a pretty good job of that impression there. Uh, praise God. The government will be upon his shoulder and his name. Woo. We're not talking about just any name. <laughs> Hello, we're not talking about an insignificant name. We're not talking about a name we'll take in vain either. Because we recognize that that name saved us, healed us, delivered us, redeemed us, freed us. We're talking about a powerful name. Neither is there salvation and any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We're talking about the name of Jesus. But Isaiah doesn't know that. Isaiah doesn't have the clarity yet. He's only projecting what the name is going to be. So he's going to give some characteristics of what we know and at that point what he didn't know. Praise God. And so he said, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Praise God. I'm talking about a wonderful God. I'm talking about a God that is able to do things that we look, stand back, and we are in awe of. It is a wonderful thing. And we recognize, okay, no, no hand of humanity could do this. This was a God thing. Has God ever worked in your life that is a God thing that you step back, stand back, look, and say, you know what? This was not humanity's doings. This was the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Praise God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is a marvelous thing. It was a God thing. It was a wonderful thing. Praise God. Has God done any wonderful things for you that you look and stand in awe and say, you know what? There was no way out of this. There was no way through this. But somehow God let us out. Praise God. It was a wonderful thing. His name shall be called Wonderful. You know what a wonderful thing is? I'm in the house of God tonight. You know what a wonderful thing is? I'm saved in this place tonight because of his power, his ability, and his strength. You know what a wonderful thing is tonight? He's healed me, saved me, sanctified me. Praise God. Don't let him run by himself. Don't let him run by himself. We serve a wonderful God. What he does is amazing. What he does is marvelous. What he does is a God thing. You know what? As a matter of fact, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't a wonderful thing. Praise God. Don't yawn on me. Don't get bored on me in the house of God here tonight on a Tuesday night because God is doing wonderful things. I shouldn't even be here, but there was a wonderful thing that happened. 
his name shall be called wonderful. I'm telling you what, this preaches itself. All you got to do sometimes is just read the scripture. Try to get all sophisticated and come up with all this stuff and wow people. And the word of God does, does what it needs to do. I've, I've, already felt, I've already felt strengthened in the house of God tonight. Praise God. I'm already out of breath and I've just talked about the wonderful things of God. We haven't even got to the other, thing, other stuff, but God is a, he's, he's, his name is wonderful. Praise God. I'm not talking about the fruit maker wonderful. I'm talking about the name that is wonderful. Not your neighbor and tell them he's a wonderful God. Praise God. <laughs> he can bear the government, the weight, the struggle, the structure, the, the eternal ramifications of not only the earth but the heaven. He's got all of that in his reign and dominion and rule and power. And he can bear that weight of the government. And his name is wonderful. And his name is Counselor. Praise God. You listen to this preacher here on a Tuesday night, Tuesday on the Rock. You better be very careful where you're getting your counsel from. Let me tell you something. Sometimes friends don't have the best counsel. And sometimes family doesn't have the best counsel either. And sometimes if you listen to yourself, that's not good counsel either because you're your worst critic and worst enemy. You need to stop beating yourself. Oh, I feel like preaching right there. You need to stop beating yourself up because of your failures and shortcomings saying, I'll never be what God wants me to be because of, of all of the things and the list and all this kind of stuff. You need to lift up your head and say, shut up, self. I'm not listening to you because all you're going to do is beat me down. All you're going to do is create negativity and depression and anxiety, and you're going to make me an insecure person. I'm not listening to you. I'm listening to the voice of, of one that has called me into something that is greater. He called me into the kingdom of God. Praise God. I'm getting my counsel from the counselor that is going to direct me in the right way and the right path. I'm not going down the road of destruction. I'm going down the road that takes me to a heavenly place. Praise God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Amen. I'm going to listen to the counsel of God. Man, when things get really troublesome and, and there's difficulty, the government that is upon his shoulder also has a word that is connected to it. And in some cases, the writers transferred or extrapolated or they took both of these words together and they would say that if you translate it, it would be wonderful counselor. Like it's together, so not separate. Wonderful and then counselor, but wonderful counselor. Praise God. Listen, I want to say some things. I think it's a very, very important thing to say because sometimes we don't really think about what we say before we say it. And if that happens, give, give some people a little bit of, of, of leeway, all right? Some people, when they say stuff, they may, maybe they say it and they don't really think about it or they haven't really examined it. And, and so then it comes across and sometimes it may be crass and may not understand the full context. And sometimes you, you can't just, you can't define everything and explain everything in a statement. There are situations where people need some things that are doctors approved, their medical conditions and what have you. And I, I don't need to go too deep into this for, for you to know that, that sometimes 
that's a good thing, and then sometimes it can be a bad thing, and sometimes that can be like a tightrope trying to figure out the balance of that, because sometimes they'll prescribe something that helps you, and then sometimes they overprescribe it, and then those prescriptions have effects and adverse effects that work against each other, and then at some point, you're taking so much stuff that you're not even sure if any of it's doing you any good. And there's always a tendency when you get into that place that watches you walk away from all of this at, at one time. And I would caution you against doing that because the body's very interesting and delicate. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I trust in God, believe in God, have faith in God. And I'm telling you, I'm standing here with my hand up because I've, I've gone through some things that, that, that I've just had to trust God and believe God for. And I believe that God is powerful in everything that he does. But a better method would be, you know what, I'm going to trust God to try to wean myself off of some of this stuff slowly and let God empower me and strengthen me to do what I, I wasn't able to do or, or thought I could do, but I'm ready to do it. And so start doing that on a, on a, a, a basis to where you're, you're getting completely off of it. And eventually you have a testimony, that, you know what, I didn't need all that stuff. Praise God. And God helped me see that in the power of God and the anointing of God helped me through that. Amen. So I know there are some things, and when people say all you need uh, is the Holy Ghost, you're not going to get help from counselors and therapists and this kind of stuff. I, I, I want to be very, very clear. I believe there is a strength in that and there is help in that, and, and that is something that you might pursue. But ultimately, beyond all of that, the number one priority, that's not the first priority. The first priority is I need the power of the Holy Ghost in my life that is the spirit of truth. Jesus said, it's the spirit of truth I'm going to send to you. I'm going to send you a comforter, but I'm sending you the spirit of truth. And when he comes, he's going to lead you into all truth. You have no greater, listen to me, you have no greater counselor than the Holy Ghost that is in your life. And, and if you pray and seek God and you search God, God's going to give you some answers that you're not going to need a family therapist. Praise God. You, you can get it at an altar and God can direct you and the Holy Ghost can direct you. Sometimes the situation gets so difficult that you're going to need the empowerment of the Holy Ghost to help you through counseling. But I'm telling you, the number one priority, and I think this is the best thing to say, it's the first priority. If the Holy Ghost is not operating in your life, then everything below it is probably not going to be as effective. And people run out for that kind of stuff, but they don't pray and they don't seek God and they don't let the Holy Ghost work in their life. And there's not a flow and a renewing of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit. That's the place where you start. You start with the Holy Ghost operating in your life, and then everything below that can have a certain effectiveness. But if God's not working in your life, then true counsel, true illumination, true enlightenment. Oh, it's starting to get quiet in here because people are wondering, is he picking on me? No, I'm telling you, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In all that you're doing, make sure that God's directing every single step that you take because he is. His name is counsel. He'll bring you the right counsel. Praise God. He'll bring you the right direction. He'll provide to you what you need. Praise God. You need a counselor in your occupation. What am I going to do? You need a counselor in your relationships. Who am I going to be linked up married to? Who are my friends going to be? You need a true counselor. And the government is going to be upon his shoulder. And his name is counselor. Praise God. You've got something that is greater than any family therapist in the world. You've got something that is greater than any psychologist in the world. You've got something greater that is greater than any doctor in the world. I'm not downplaying any of those people. I'm just saying the government is on his shoulder. He has the ability to carry the full rule and domination of that government because he's God. Praise God. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. 
Praise God, he's the mighty God. Whew, we got to hurry. I'm, I'm out of breath. Brother McAllister, come help me, would you please? He's the mighty God. He's a God that gets three Hebrew children out of a burning, fiery furnace because they won't bow. They had some convictions. Praise God. He's the mighty God that would shut the mouths of the lions in the lion's den for Daniel because he's a mighty God. He's a God that is able to see the walls of Jericho come down when they worship because he's a mighty God. He's a mighty God because he gives the ability of David to overcome Goliath. He's a mighty God. Praise God. He's the Lord of hosts. There is power in his hand. One scripture said his arm is not short that it cannot reach. There is a right hand of authority and power that can speak to every situation. Why? He's a mighty God. Praise God. He's not less of a God. He's a mighty God. The government is on his shoulder. He's got the ability and power. Praise God. Come on. You know why we get so excited? We get excited because we serve a God that can do it. Even when it looks impossible, we say it still can be done because God's a mighty God. Don't give up. Don't walk away. Don't throw in the towel. Why? He's a mighty God. Praise God. I said he's a mighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of these things describe his power and his ability and then his ability to operate in the realm of humanity. He is the everlasting father. People that have been disenfranchised, people that have been orphaned and they have no family and their family is and, and are the, the people in the church of God. Praise God. He is the everlasting father. When fathers in this life have disappointed and mothers have disappointed, he is the everlasting father. He's not a father that is for a short period of time. He is an everlasting father. Praise God. Praise God. Isaiah said, man, we've had some good rulers and some good kings and some good judges, but there's, there's been a, a shelf life. And it seems like that when the shelf life is over and then another ruler rises up, they forget the goodness and power of God. But he said, there's coming a day when we're going to see an everlasting father that is going to be consistent for all eternity. There's going to be no highs and lows, but there's going to be a consistency. He is the everlasting father. He is the, the originator of everything. You can go back and say this was from God. It was God created. It was God breathed. He is the everlasting father. Amen. I know that in this place here today, families are not perfect. Situations are not perfect. Amen. But by the grace of God, you're here because of an everlasting father. I know for a fact I know for a fact, some of you may not know, but I know, I know for a fact that it is a wonderful thing, that it is a miracle, that it is a marvelous thing that you're standing and you've got your hands listed, lifted and you're worshiping God because there have been disappointments in your life and there have been people that have failed you that it should, should, have, should not have failed you. But there was an everlasting father that said, you know what, I'll be what you never had. Amen. I'll fill the void and the gap of what you, what you missed out on. Praise God. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? here today some of you are here praise God you've got hurts and wounds that go way way back to your childhood but thank God for the everlasting father that said I can be a healer and a strength and I can bring anointing to you that brings salvation to you
Praise God. Brother Nate, I want you to just lift up your voice and pray. I don't care what you want to pray. Just, just prophesy right now. Just say it. Let's join with him. Thank you, Brother Nate. Reese. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You've been an everlasting father. You've been an everlasting father. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You say here tonight, you say, why would you, listen to me just for a moment, you say, why would you, why would you pick out Brother Nate Reese? Because I know his life and his testimony, his circumstance, his family and his father, still his dad, still his father, but there was a lot there, but that man's in the house of God with his family because of an everlasting father that it brought counsel and brought strength and brought direction and brought wisdom and he's done wonderful. Sister Gloria Reese, God bless you for bringing your family and going through hell, high water, walking through deserts. You got such a great, great testimony. And there were situations in your life. You were faithful to your calling. You were faithful to the things that God told you to do when, when there would have been opportunities for you to probably walk away at some point. But you said, no, I'm going to trust God. And he became the everlasting father to you. And now generationally, generationally, that's not just you, but that's, that's your children and your grandchildren because of an everlasting father that can bring strength to you when it feels like when it feels like you got nothing to hang on to you got nobody to talk to hallelujah praise god praise god his name shall be called the prince of peace man i i, I don't know if the world's full of peace i think right now they're full of distraction and they're trying they're full of all kinds of stuff trying to drop you for this that and in a few days they're going to come through that and they're going to be disappointed but we're not because we recognize the son that was given whose name is Jesus is the prince of peace and the prince of peace is going to be in the center of everything my world may be turned upside down but he's the prince of peace amen the news may have come and it may have rocked me to my knees but he's the prince of peace and that's what i'm holding on to because he carries that government on his shoulder he's big enough to carry praise god they're already here they're already here tonight somebody needs to gather around brother emilio and sister susie who suffer the death of a grandson and say you know what we're going to unite and say he's the prince of peace if you need peace in your body and in your life amen i would challenge you to step out of the pew and walk to the front here tonight and lift up your hands and say god the government is upon your shoulder you're wonderful you're counselor you're the mighty god you're the everlasting father you are the prince of peace hallelujah and i ask for your peace and your strength and your ability and your anointing 
guys ready? Say, God, you are the God whose name is peace.